0: Daffy, welcome.
1: All right. What's up, my man? Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. Good to see you again. It's been a while. Good to hear from you again. We've been chatting a little bit and we'll chat more now again, but definitely cool to uh uh reconnect. And I'm sure listeners, those who know you and those who don't will be happy to hear you uh share today. But we have to start where we always do. What's on feet these days? What are you wearing? Uh what are you wearing on on feet?
1: Uh man, most days I'm going to work. I'm throwing on something comfy, you know, maybe a pair of Air Max on feet. Uh, so I'm probably rotating like uh, a pair of Air Max here and there just throughout the week, just rocking something comfy.
0: All right. Now, what about when you're stepping out? I knew you always as a Jordan guy. Yeah. We'll get more into your favorites in a second. Oh, for but... sure.
1: If I'm stepping out, if I'm going out and I'm trying to throw on something a little, you know, a little heavier. <laughs> attract the eyes a bit more. Uh, right now I'm going out and I'm probably wearing uh, a pair of Jordan 6. Uh, I rotate a lot of those. Uh, just uh, uh, just the other day I was out in the Oreos. Uh, uh, a few people gave me some ooze because they, they don't see that pair too often. Uh, the Olympic 6 is another favorite of mine that I like to throw on uh i was out in the beijing sixes the other day also got some good looks and you know i also love timberland so every now and then if i'm going out with the wife i'll throw on a pair of tims and you know gives you a real solid look
0: yeah for sure for sure i uh i'm all over the place these days with what i'm wearing um this wet weather i'm busting out solomons a lot these days they they do well for my uh Old men feet and legs. Oh, now yeah. that it got a little bit sunnier, busting out some suede when it's dry. So some NBS on feet and things like that. Jordan one nice. lows are also uh, big for me in the wet weather because you know you just wipe them down. I can't can't lace up the highs too much, unlike you yeah. with the sixes, even when I'm stepping out. But uh, but the lows the lows serve me well. I I I knew you were going to say sixes. I know we're going to talk more about sixes. Yeah, but, but we'll save it. For a minute, um let's take it back. I wanna hear your sort of story about you know when sneakers first became an interest to you. Was it when you're really young? was it in teenage years was it later
1: uh you know even from a from a young age, I always you know loved sneakers, had a passion for it uh my parents probably couldn't afford to get me all the sneakers i wanted if 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 I could be just quite honest uh but growing up, I definitely loved sneakers i mean. I always had a major attraction to, like, sports. So, you know, athletes, Michael Jordan, Grant Hill, you know, even even baseball players, Ken Griffey, and, and just all across the board, I was just a big sports fan. So I was always obsessed with what they were wearing, and I always wanted to be a part of that. So more than anything, I think that's what kind of drew me into the whole Sneaker culture and to, to the wanting to be a part of that arena where you know some of my favorite athletes growing up were involved with. So you know, obviously Michael Jordan is is pretty much the goat of everything, and any chance you get to get your hands on a pair of Jordans back in the days, it was a special thing. So, like I said, my parents couldn't always afford it, and I started getting more into sneakers when I started working and having my own money. So as I got a bit older in my teenage years, you know, I started buying my own shoes. And that's when it really started, you know, me really buying the J's and buying different pairs for myself. But I was always in love with it. And, you know, some of the pairs that I can remember growing up that my parents did buy for me, Like, a lot of guys weren't into the Felas, but I loved the Grand Hill Felas growing up. So that's one of my favorite pairs from, you know, way back, Playback. And uh, the Penny Hardaways, another favorite, one of my favorite players and another pair that I really love. So, you know, there were a few pairs that I, I got my hands on at a young age, but the Jordan hype and everything else was more when I got older.
0: Yeah. And, and was it serious or were you just buying J's and rocking them? Like, I don't even know now because I know you're you're very active in the community and everyone knows you, but I don't recall ever, or, or maybe you have told it before, like, how serious your actual collecting is. Like, are yeah. you are you, well, are you like a boxes stack guy or you just have, like, your rotation, 20, 30 pairs, like you keep it kind of no, cool?
1: I mean, I, I definitely have more than 20, 30 pairs. I've probably, you know, over 100 pairs, but – I still don't really consider myself one of the big collectors. I know there's guys with, you know, you probably know this, guys with thousands of pairs. I don't consider myself a big collector. I consider myself probably a big contributor to the whole community because I've always been, I always consider myself to be a positive part of the community. And I'm I'm trying to grow it, whether I'm the biggest name in it or not. And uh you know, I, I I want the spotlight to be on the guys that have you know two thousand pairs and have that crazy passion. So it, it's it takes away for me. It, it doesn't matter if somebody has ten pairs or or a thousand. It's just about the passion because, like I said in the very beginning, not everyone can afford to buy two thousand pairs, and it, it it doesn't take away from the love. But you know. I still want it to be highlighted from the top to the bottom, the guys that deserve it and the guys that want to be a part of it, regardless of, you know, the possibility of them being able to afford all that. So it's just about the culture at this point and everybody gets love.
0: Yeah. And I think you make a good point. And and I think it reflects kind of in how you maybe move Because, you know, you spend so much time highlighting other people, giving them the opportunity to showcase what they love and what they do. And, you know, maybe, you know, you're more of the kind of collector or – uh, sneaker sneaker lover who who just you know has what he has post a quick story on the ground maybe once in a while but not really flexing that too much and yeah. you know y- yeah. you have what you have and it, it's not really it's it's more maybe personal maybe your close friends know what you have but it's not yeah. like hey here's a sneaker room tour no, I, of my house I'm so here's what i'm wearing every day
1: yeah I, I don't consider myself to be the the flex god or anything like that <laughs> uh i i really think about the big picture of everything and sometimes I consider everything before I do it so a lot of times I won't take a picture showing you know 70 pairs at once because I'm thinking I'm thinking of the days when I couldn't and people that I know and many others around me that can't do that or may never be able to do that so I'm looking at different ways to 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 show my love and to show my passion like you said I I love highlighting other people's passion for the culture as well, whether it's the big name collectors, the artists, the different people that have come through through soul exchange throughout the years. And I think overall, it, it, as a culture, it's more than just the sneakers. It really comes down to the people and the different characters that make up the community. So we we, we can never just limit the focus to the sneakers and that that's something that I've been kind of pushing. I mean, of course, it's the sneaker culture. You can never take away the sneakers, but there's also some really awesome people that I like to focus on as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to talk more about that when we talk more about Soul Exchange, and you kind of hinted at it that, you know, and anyone who goes to a sneaker convention now knows, you know, there's old guys like me, even, even older, uh, some of them with their kids. I do that too, but then there's, you know, young guys and girls coming in maybe they don't have anything maybe they got their first pair they're trying to flip it or maybe they're just they don't have any money and they're just rocking what their one pair is and you you know it's important to to understand where they're coming from and make it about them too and and not exclude anyone so but, but again before we get into sort of more about the culture and more about soul exchange we are talking about you uh you mentioned sixes i know you're a six guy do you have favorites or did you highlight them? And do you have anything outside of that uh, model uh, that that are kind of favorites to you?
1: Uh, yeah, I do love the sixes. I probably have about 35 pairs of just the sixes. Uh, my, my favorite would definitely be the breads. I mean, I, I, I've always spoken about Michael and him being such a big impact on sports and just my whole likeness of basketball and everything. So I think that pair is iconic for me. That was his first championship. And, you know, when, when you look at some of the things that he's done, I think like that championship in, in 90, 91 was the the start. Yeah. He had some MVPs, had some, you know, slam dunk championships, but that first ring was, you know, that's Michael, you know, dominating at its finest. So that's probably my favorite pair that i that i have in my uh and i don't call it a collection i say a selection so that's one of my favorite pairs that i have to pull from and uh do you have various
0: one, do you have various uh versions of it
1: yeah i have uh, i have uh so i have the uh the the latest one with the the nike uh, check i've always i've always wanted that the the uh nike on the on the uh on the cheek there so when that came out, I had to get that. And then I also have the, uh, I think, what was it, 2010 or something like that? 10, 2010 or 2012? The or previous
0: those one, games. yeah, I don't remember.
1: I, I have that, and I think I, there's another one in 2016. So I have three different uh, versions of that.
0: Yeah, I interrupted you. Sorry, you were going on.
1: Yeah, no worries. I mean, uh, just different pairs of sixes that I love. Uh, I mentioned the Olympics and the Beijing's and the Oreos, just pairs that people don't actually see every day. You know, I mean, the the breads are pretty popular. The carmines are pretty popular. But, you know, some of the other pairs that you don't really see everybody having, I, I like to bring those out every now and then and turn some heads.
0: Yeah, and sixes, you don't see too much these days. I think everyone who collects Jordans has a pair of two or ten in their stash, but it's not... uh, I think maybe we're getting back to those those chunkier styles soon.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of people are more, you know, well, most of my friends are big on the threes. Uh, So for me, I love the sixes. I have a lot of ones, so I love the ones as well. I think I got a pair of... One of my favorites from you, I think, the the gym red ones. I really love oh, those. Oh yeah, I, I got about those that. from you a few years back. So I, I do love ones as well. I mean, they're really comfy to, and they go well with pretty much anything. So I'm I'm always a mix between the six and the ones. I uh, I have you know a sprinkle of. of I, I don't do a lot of low cuts, so I have a lot of uh, high tops and, yeah, that's that's where I'm at most days.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I, uh, I still have another pair, which is why, and I don't wear it enough. So, which is why, uh, now I'm not too much of a doubles guy. Back then, I was. That was a. Uh, I don't know if it was their last soul exchange in Toronto and Mississauga, but uh, it definitely felt like it. Um, let's talk about soul exchange. When did you kind of decide to do? It? How did it come about?
1: Okay, so I mean, the true and honest story behind soul exchange is. So I was, like I said, my my skill is people. I, I always say that. I love connecting. You know, it could be you're over there in, in baseball land, the guys over there in hockey land, but somehow I'm going to find a way for us to connect in the middle. So I, I've always been kind of the guy to make things happen with bringing people together, even amongst my friends, you know, like if you really want a, a nice barbecue plan, then you get me involved. That makes sure everybody come out and have a good time. So that's kind of my specialty. And I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with Mathis, but he's he's my partner at Soul Exchange, and he's always been with me since the very beginning. He actually threw the idea at me originally. It was something that he always wanted to do. So we we went back and forth for a while just discussing how we could make it happen and and, and just how it would work because he was always obsessed with SneakerCon and wanting to be a part of SneakerCon but at that time SneakerCon was not crossing the border so we had to find a way to do something for our community and After a while of just discussing it, we literally just decided to do it with with very little experience in the whole arena of doing a trade show or a convention-style event. We just went for it. I mean, my background at that time, I did a few uh, concerts. So I had a couple of reggae concerts where I brought reggae artists from Jamaica, brought them up, and did shows. So... I had some familiarity with, you know, organizing an event, so we just went for it from there and cold calls. So I remember one of the first guys I spoke to was—I uh, don't know if you will remember him, Dom. I think he was, uh, of course, he, he he did custom stuff, really cool work. So Dom was one of the first people that I actually just. You know, I, don't, I don't know these guys. I'm just now trying to get familiar with names in the community. And I, I remember Dom uh Quincy at the time he had the uh the the sneaker shields. Sneaker oh, yeah. shields were just kind of coming remember. on the scene at that time. So yeah I know I'm taking I think this was twenty fourteen. So I'm taking this back I remember nine, I met nine, him nine years, so I
0: remember I met him at the gold stage like outside his thing, and he gave me yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah and absolutely. Dom I met at soul exchange
1: so i those were two of the first guys that i i actually just called from seeing their their pages on Instagram or on facebook and and we met at Yorkdale and from that meeting at Yorkdale, we probably had a one hour conversation about about introducing the sneaker game uh this this sneaker show to the culture and those guys gave me the fuel that i needed to say okay i can make this happen because they were in they were you know they were in from that first conversation these guys were in they wanted to be a part of it they wanted to to support the event and join as vendors and spread the word so right there like one of the first things i noticed about the 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 sneaker the sneaker game or the whole thing was how much of a community it really was because just from meeting two guys i now had access to to 60 guys and, and that's literally just how it kind of started so i always uh i always give people their flowers and if 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 the story has to be retold again, then I'll say the same thing. Those were the first two guys that I spoke to in the community, and they fueled me to say, "Hey, this can happen."
0: Yeah, and I I, I remember those days, and I, I I feel like it was it was you know getting getting very big you know not where we are now but a different kind of big the the previous version of big and it was a lot of Facebook groups and stuff like that and where was the first one I I, I asked you this before I'm trying to remember if I if I had a table at the first one or the second one
1: so the first one was you know this is this is the true you know you know starting from scratch story so our first event was at on the rocks nightclub which no longer exists I think there was a fire there and yeah, it burned. That to was the
0: down. one. That was the one.
1: But yeah, it was at On the Rocks nightclub. And then the second one, I'll tie both the first and the second show in. The second show we did was in Oshawa. And uh again, uh we met I met Peter Jackson years ago, but he saw the one we did at On the Rocks and he was really in love with the whole sneaker culture as well. You know, if you go to his house. He's probably got, you know, hundreds of pairs there as well. And he's a really known name in the Toronto uh, rap scene. So he was like constantly calling me and saying, hey, please, let's do this in Oshawa. Let's do this in Oshawa. So we ended up doing it at another nightclub in Oshawa. So that was two nightclubs back-to-back at that point to start the whole sneaker show thing. And I know a lot of guys weren't in love with that. We had a lot of complaints and we took a lot of that because of the lighting and just the whole setup wasn't as functional as we'd like in the beginning. So there were there were those issues that we instantly had to address in the beginning. And from from the struggle of those two events, we, we kind of took a leap forward and we went to uh, Grand Victorian, which was well lit. It was a beautiful convention center. And then from there, we made the decision that we would never kind of do a a nightclub scene again, even though we were kind of forced to do, uh, I won't say forced because they're great guys, and it is a great venue with with great history in the city, Uh, 99 Sudbury, but it's still kind of more of a a party concert venue, but great experience there as well for the All-Star weekend and like I said, from the beginning, it was a little rocky with those nightclub uh, events, but I think after that, we, we we stepped it up and started doing more reputable convention centers, Metro, yeah. you know, Entercare, and we 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 went to Vancouver and did their convention centers as well. So growth, growth,
0: and a bunch of other spots across the country oh, yeah, too, yeah. right? Yeah. Right, yeah, and. We, uh...
1: we, we did Montreal several times, uh, Winnipeg a few times. Uh, Halifax was, you know, Halifax is the one that, if I can, I'll tell you a little bit about the Halifax event. So we probably had no right going to Halifax when we did, but this was all just, again, you you. you you want to give everybody a piece of the action or get everybody involved so everyone feels like they're part of this thing. And we didn't feel comfortable saying we're Soul Exchange Canada and we had this city out because we were getting tons of emails just like, please, please, we don't get these things out here. Please come out here. So we literally just went based on, you know, probably two, 300 emails of people just saying, please, we never get anything like this or, you know, there's nothing like this happening out here. And we said, okay, we're going to bring the event to Halifax. But the timing probably wasn't the best. I think the weather was horrible when we went, it was cold. So that was, in fairness, Halifax was probably our smallest event ever. And if, 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 if we didn't have the heart or the real desire to, to see this through, a lot of people would have folded because, you know, here we are a team of, I think we flew out there a team of eight. So we flew out, you know, we are hotels, tons of expenses that I never really, you know, highlight the expenses to the culture or to the people that I deal with. But, we we've t- we've we took we take on tons of expenses when we do this event and a lot of people don't always understand that and they think oh these guys want to charge for this they want to charge for that but you know instantly the the moment we announce a date you know we're we're 25k down or you know whatever yep. it is so Halifax was definitely a a big hurdle and something that we had to to just internalize and learn from and 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 say hey we still want to keep going with what we're doing so you know there are good ones and there's bad ones and there's things that you always have to learn from if 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 I can be you know honest
0: yeah i just want to tell a quick story about um your first event because i got a table there we must have connected on facebook and in yeah. uh tsx or whatever group it was I, i'm guessing and I remember I got a table, was bringing a bunch of my sort of excess pairs, you know, at that time I was probably sneaking stuff in the back door, you know, like, and just like, you know, just like, Hey, you know, kind of like I do now, but at a different level, Hey, honey, yeah. you know, now I'm doing it like online or, or to homies. It's like, Hey, honey, look, these are going out. But back then I probably had too much stacked up. And uh, so I got a table and one of the things I made, I remember I made t-shirts and it was in that style, the list style. So there's like five, five, and just like the plain font. I think every 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 brand almost has done it. There's like the yeah. the Reggie, the Rappers one. There's like the Raptors one that came up. And anyway, I did like breads, Black Toes, and I thought it was the yeah. coolest thing. A few people bought them. I ended up basically giving them away with sneakers with <laughs> with purchases. But the more what I remember more was I had a pair of. It was a it was a three, a black three, and I customized it. I blacked it out. I kind of golded it out, kind of like those those Drake, um, but those, those black and gold threes. I kind of did that style. I think I think they already came a little bit gold. Anyway, I blacked them out. Someone bought them from me. And I remember having to say to him, I was like, I'm a rookie. I don't do this. Like it just if it chips or whatever, you, you have yeah. to understand. <laughs> and he was like, Cool, cool. And he messaged me after. He's like, it's a little bit chipped. I was like, okay, here's what to do. But I remember I spent so much time. I got a pair of Futures and I blacked out those. And I researched how to make the midsole, not chip, not chip. And I sat there and all these people were interested. It was like, what is this? And I did well. I sold some pairs. But this one pair that I spent so much time customizing, no one, and it was, it's, it's kind of a reflection on even the culture in 2014. People knew what was going on because, um, you know, now you might see a custom. I feel like now people see customs and they'll just buy it. And, and a lot of people are doing customs and they probably don't aren't made the right way but they look good yeah you know everyone's a customizer now everyone's dipping in a coffee (laughs) everyone's painting their stuff and like no one knows how it looks because half the time when they're on instagram they're not even wearing them they're just doing it the diy and they're making the real and like 90% 90% of the time, they're probably not reliable, but I remember that people didn't want to buy it from me because they were like, it's good to chip and like, and people knew and, and I didn't have any, I didn't want to lie to them. I don't want to sell them something, but I spent so much time, um, but I remember the event. I remember Dom. I remember a lot of people in the community and it was amazing. Uh, so, I mean, you know, we've known each other that long but also props yeah. to you because that was that was a, a, a important event for me when it came to community and meeting yeah. people and you know some of those people come and gone but you you mentioned Quincy and like that it's like totally bring up memories oh, yeah. that I, I totally forget so let's talk a little bit about how things kind of changed and evolved because you've been you've been from this perspective of you know in a small nightclub there was probably like 20 or 30 tables now you're doing big events, but I also want to know what you think, you know, about the sneaker culture as a whole, how it's changed, but also how events have changed.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, the the biggest thing now, I think, is everybody buying a pair or a lot of the, the younger crowd. A lot of them are buying their pair with resale on their mind. So a lot of people are out there just thinking resale. And, you know, from my my standpoint, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Uh, it definitely fuels the whole business aspect of the sneaker world. Like if sales weren't booming or going crazy, then, you know, would we always get these amazing releases or these different concepts or everything that, that's coming our way? So we've got to look at it like, the engine is moving and it's moving really well. It's it's greased up really well by, you know, whether it's the resellers or whether it's the OG collectors or whoever it is, it's, it's got fuel. So I don't necessarily look at any aspect of it right now as a negative thing. I think uh, the, the resellers lining up and buying pairs and getting multiple pairs and then somehow it it makes its way back into the the community. It all depends on who you know and where your connections are, but it, it all has to happen for the, the the wheels to keep turning the way it is. And everybody has to accept that.
0: Yep. For sure. I mean, it is it is what it is. And, you know, it's commerce, it's business. People are always yeah. going to try and make yeah, money. And, exactly. and um, you know, someone's always going to be there. Someone's always going to be from out of town or at a place where they can't do it and, and need it. I, I You know, yeah. I, I understand that. And uh, I can't say I've never flipped a shoe either or two. I wanted to also talk, you know, on the same lines. You know, young people, I don't think, I mean, I'm sure there were young guys coming out, but it definitely seems like there's, um, you know, at least the younger people are, are more into the resell game and more yeah. into the grinding and making oh, money yeah. in, you know, probably in the more recent past. Um, mm-hmm. w- what do you see in terms of uh, them at the shows?
1: I actually love touching on this one. Now this is, so I've, I've, I was there when, let's say, for example, this kid was 16 years old at the first soul exchange. And now yeah. I'm looking at him as, 24 years old, 25 years old. And all I can say is those kids that were reselling at a young age are now brilliant businessmen doing brilliant things. Like, no kidding. I know guys that were just reselling a couple pairs when they were 16. And now they're running six figure companies on their way to, you know, really breaking things open for their lives. And I I can't be nothing but joyous to see that because I think it taught the whole culture or the whole sneaker reselling is teaching them how to run a business, how to be powerful entrepreneurs, how to network, how to, you know, you're at the show, you're not familiar with anybody there, but somehow you have to connect with all these different people to try and make your sales or try and, you know, you're bargaining with people trying to get the right price. So, this is all useful skills that these kids are learning. And if it's translating into them, a, you know, reselling is not a negative thing. That's the first thing I want to say. It's much better than a kid being on the streets, you know, selling drugs or being into negative things that will, will necessarily, will ultimately ruin their lives. So, if, if somebody wants to resell and, you know, they're buying the sneakers for X amount of dollars and they're saying, hey, I can make a little bit off this and reinvest into another few pairs. And now I'm I'm developing a little system where I'm buying and selling and I'm seeing a little profit. Ten years from now, that's the guy that, you know, a lot of people are going to be giving their applications to looking for jobs because they're learning these skills at such a young age. And by the time they actually get out of college, they already got the whole thing mastered and you know only sky's the limit from there
0: yeah i remember you brought up young guys who have now kind of built built sort of mini empires uh dolphin kicks luja that's how i pronounce his name from central in montreal i remember i don't know if it was a soul exchange or a sneaker con but i remember i saw him on facebook and he had a pair of mars yards and of course i wish i would have bought him back then like and i was like negotiating mm-hmm. with them on the price and we're meeting up and you know he was just a kid i yeah, I, so I don't want to under yeah. i don't want to no, underestimate no, you're absolutely right. he was, but he was coming he, yeah, to toronto yeah. probably with a car load like yeah. like how many kids do are going to be doing that it's all exchange with yeah. a, just whatever they could fit in their car whatever they could fit in their dad's car and he was coming and now he has two three shops yeah. i don't know and no, he, he's, a, he's a
1: perfect man. example yeah he, i mean same when i first met luja i can't say he was more than 15 16 years old uh, maybe even younger so look at look at where he's taken it you know nine 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 ten years later the guy is like you said i think he's up moving up to three or four stores now where at one point he was running three or four stores so that just shows you sky's the limits when you're really you learn young and then you dedicate yourself to it
0: yeah absolutely and uh, we see it all the time and you know maybe maybe they want to open up the real resale shop maybe they just want to buy some pairs maybe they're paying for school It, it doesn't matter it's nice to see um you know the young guys and girls doing that um yeah absolutely wanted to also uh ask you about you know soul exchange you've been a long it's come a long way in terms of you know you you mentioned a few of the events but i'm sure you know there's been uh favorite memories or you know i remember we would do uh you would do um i don't know was it like push-up contest i'm sure you did more cool (laughs) stuff than that i'm trying to remember what it was or maybe some some challenges you had did you ever show up where the doors were locked or or anything like that
1: uh i mean uh I have a lot of really cool memories uh, over the years from different cities and different events. The push-up contest is something that I always enjoy uh, watching people that they shouldn't participate and they probably know they shouldn't because... Within the first 10 push ups, you got guys that are being eliminated, so that's always funny to see. Those are for prizes, uh, right? It's yeah, like for yeah. giveaways and stuff. Yeah, we usually have a couple pairs up for grabs or you know, just unique things like that. But tons of tons of awesome memories. I mean, uh, you know, bringing Jumpman up for the first time that was a really cool memory. And
0: Jumpman Boston,
1: yeah, taking him around Toronto with his family and just he, he was probably as happy to be in Toronto as we were to have him here so for him at that time it was his first time doing I know we share border but it was his first time doing an event outside of the US so he you know as an influencer and a major contributor he thought that was a big step for him in his if we if we call it a career or in his history of being a collector or a major part of the culture. So. I was thrilled to kind of share that experience. His first time here, it was our first time having a sort of big name guest be a part of the show or our attempt to to bring somebody across the border to be part of the show. So that was really fun. I mean, I I we were all over downtown and he he had a really good time just sightseeing and enjoying the city. So I enjoyed sharing that experience with him
0: yeah definitely i remember i remember meeting him at soul exchange as well great guy and obviously uh you know great contributor both you know with his youtube channel and and other things in the community the um other one i i used to always love i don't know if you you're gonna bring it back is just sort of a live auction of shoes right you would oh, do yeah, that occasionally yeah. right so yeah, you just someone would throw you a pair
1: yeah we're definitely doing that this year uh i I mean, we want, I always enjoy doing that. So that's one of my favorite things to do at the event as well. Just kind of throw a pair up. You get a couple of bids. And if you're able to make that quick sale for somebody who's not necessarily a vendor, that, that's awesome. So I really enjoy that. And we're definitely, we're definitely doing a bunch of auctions May 13th. So I, I can say we'll be auctioning probably more than half the day. So I'm looking forward to seeing what, what people bring out.
0: Yeah. And I'll be there. I don't think I'm going to bring a, a ton of shoes. I kind of just want to be there and I have a buddy that we both sort of have brands. So we just want to sort of represent and like awesome. be part of the community. We'll have a little bit of stuff, but, uh, and, and maybe a couple of pairs, my son at a sneaker con, he he brought a couple of pairs of his old ones and he was really into selling them. And I told him, I was like, he said, I, I want him to help out at the table. If we could sell some, some of our merch or hats or whatever, or even sneakers, yeah. uh, I told him he could get a cut. But I said, you know, the real way to, way to make money is move and get around and, yeah. um, you know, show people what you have. It's busy sometimes. Not everyone yeah. wants to get to your table, maybe. Uh, so I'm trying to teach him. I, I don't want him to necessarily be a reseller, but I want him to help me. Number one, I need an extra, an extra set of hands. And uh I wanted to be exposed to it and and soul exchange is that kind of vibe that uh yeah, and yeah. all the homies and everyone's gonna be there so um you know he had fun there, and I know he'll have more fun at soul exchange I want to take it back to sort of your personal um sneaker life because you know you may not call yourself a collector, but you you said you have quite a few pairs and and you brought back a memory that I didn't remember of us. Um, exchanging a pair that was that sole exchange i now i remember we we you were busy we hardly had a chance to talk but do you have any fond memories of buying sneakers whether through the community or you know lining up and things like that I always love to hear you know people's stories about their memory i don't i'm not the type of guy who remembers um Sorry. i look at my sneakers it's like uh, you ninety know, percent i don't even remember where I got them are you that type do you remember do you have any
1: I don't have a lot of, uh, like, line-up, lining-up stories. I've never, you know, overnight. I think most of my pairs have come through, you know, people like yourself having connection with guys in the community. And every time I see, you know – it. a reputable person or a reputable name that has a pair that I want, then, you know, we make that connection. We'll meet up somewhere, have a coffee or, you know, have lunch and exchange a pair. But I don't necessarily have the overnight stories. I've never driven to Detroit to get a pair or anything like that. I mean, I I know people that have and not saying they're crazy or anything like that. But I, I think I've just come across the pairs that I've had, that I have a lot easier. Uh, it's, it's just based on connections that I have throughout the community. I mean, sometimes I, 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 sh- I won't say exactly how I get some of the pairs, but they, they come, they come easier than, than, than most, I guess. And it's just through connections and having a, a reputable name in the community and a lot of people hold me down and I'm thankful for that. So, you know, I have guys that have lined up overnight and then, you know, I go and get the pair and and it's awesome. You know, some of these guys are, are, are phenomenal because they're not even looking to make money sometimes. They're just a part of this whole culture that, you know, I'll do you a solid favor and you know, I, I I find a way to do them a solid favor, and, and and you know that's just how it goes a lot of times, and I'm fortunate and I'm thankful to to know some really cool guys or people in the community that that do that.
0: Yeah, and you know, you talked about you know you focus on positivity and there's so much negativity mostly online in the i think in the sneaker community you know when people people making comments or or trolling people but you know you talked about something very important and and you know at an event where people want to make money it might get overshadowed but it happens at these events people are hooking each other up people are doing each other's solves but in you know outside of events and just that context in general people do that all the time and they don't always want something back things do come around but people generally want to do we have a we have a group chat and there's everyone looks out for each other is copying and buying things for people some of them hardly know each other some of them never met each other they're trusting you know that they'll send send money yeah. and uh you know there's some accountability but um you know it, it happens and people are, are going out of their way and giving up giving up you know pairs that they could flip so you know yeah it's nice to it's nice to know people and it it always pays off and and uh, to be nice and and to look out for each other but you know there there is that going on people do look out for each other and some people like you said just line up because they want to be in the lineup they love the 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 conversation yeah you know
1: i've i've gone by and just, just complete strangers are in the lineup together but the conversations are are intense guys are meeting each other they're connecting they're 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 becoming friends yeah the the honest truth like they're just literally meeting each other in a lineup and then becoming friends and going forward together in this whole experience
0: yeah. That's why I always ask people, you know, not everyone has those stories. I'm sure you have those stories at events and, you know, people, yeah. you know, now that, you know, like me, that we met at your event or we met online and, and here we are, you know, almost 10 years later, but uh, you know, wherever it is, people have, people have these connections. I, I, I wanted to also ask you about, um, you know, you know, you're a sneaker guy, everyone, I, you know, you do other things and, you know, you talked about organizing events and, and and maybe people don't look at you like that in your family and social circles you know uh like like me everyone's always asking me about sneakers maybe you're not as out there about that but I do want to think what your family you, you know you do have a hundred plus pairs so there it's hard to hide what does your family kind of think of think uh, of that is it is it more like oh yeah he it's part of his business it's okay so, like <laughs> you
1: know that's probably what a lot of them say that a lot of the pairs have come along because of soul exchange and and being a part of the whole culture um my net my nieces and nephews love it they're like oh you know Uncle's so cool he has all these sneakers <laughs> or whatever my wife is not as in love with it i mean I, You know, I, I have to ask her sometimes before I buy a pair, like, you know, yep. or I won't necessarily say ask, but I, I better let her know, like, I yeah. have to let her know before I I buy a pair. It's not just like, oh, show up at the door with two new pairs like, hey, honey. Yeah. So I, I I let her know like, hey, you know, I got a great deal. I'm going to get a pair. Kind Always, of a, great Always yeah, a great deal. Always a great deal. It has to be a great deal. <laughs> I better start with great deal or yeah. just forget it. So, I mean, if anybody is against my collecting or a, or a sneaker selection, it's my wife. She she tries to keep it under control. uh You know, we we got a house and. Two years ago I moved out to Brantford. So I'm out in Brantford. A lot of people don't know that. But my wife is uh adamant about space and not uh adding any more or not too many more. So I'm still slowly adding here and there, but not at the rate that I was probably, you know, six, seven years ago. Responsibilities change the way you think and the way you approach sneaker buying. So it's a, it's a passion but i'm not lusting as as i once was
0: yeah same here i think that's good business you know keep the communication lines yeah. open i mean i mean you wouldn't want her to come home with a big big expense i mean you yeah, guys are a unit right whether you have and I say this to my wife: whether we have joint bank accounts or separate accounts, we happen to have both. But you know, it, it all it alls together in the end, right? If something yeah, happens and exactly. we need something, or, or you know, if something were happening happen in the end, they're gonna we're gonna go after each other anyway, right? So yeah, you, you know, we got to be smart and got to be respectful yeah. of it. So that's always always as good advice. Is she into sneakers at all?
1: I I, I mean, she's been a part of every single event from the very beginning. So I think I kind of initiated her into the whole sneaker thing. She's not at a hundred pairs, but she she's got quite a few herself. So I I don't uh, I I I don't limit her. She can buy all the sneakers that she wants because her whole thing is I have more than her. So it's like I think she's trying to catch up, and when she <laughs> does, I can start buying again. So we'll and see what happens.
0: <laughs> And she's buying you're not you're not picking out for her too much. Uh, she's her I, I do
1: I do pick for her. I, I sometimes we, we get the same pair so we can go out and kind of be a sneaker couple. So we, we do have some joint pairs that we rock uh the same that you know, like we, we like to rock out on the same day. So I'll I'll deliberately look for stuff that that I'm getting that I can also get for her or every now and then she'll see something and she'll just be like, oh I love that colorway. Can you, you know, try to get it from me or whatever. And I'll I'll see what I can do for her. So she picks a few and I usually try to to double up and get her what I'm getting.
0: Yeah. So you're you're kind of slowed down. You're you're picking up kind of like are you hunting for older pairs or is it kind of yeah. like okay uh-uh. reimagine threes, I need them or or Chicago's, I, I just need them so in the, it, in the stash.
1: It's exactly that. I mean, like I said, I was always in love with the whole culture, and you know, you see Michael Jordan achieve something in a particular pair, or you know, Ken Griffey break a record, or I, I kind of attach to those pairs with uh, historic value or historic meaning for certain athletes that I really love. love. So. I, I, like i'm i'm looking more for i don't necessarily freak out about every pair that's being released but there are certain pairs that i'm looking or i want to have in my hand as soon as possible and you know uh the Allen Iverson the first pair the answer the black and uh honeycomb kind of pair that was one of my favorite pairs uh to play in so uh, I think it was grade nine. I went to run a meet and we were actually sponsored by Reebok at the time. So they gave us the answer. So we played in that shoe for the year, and I ended up buying another pair a couple of years after. But that's one of the pairs that I really love. And I'm always looking for a pair of that. If I find that in my size, that's coming home. Uh, and and just a lot of the older Jordans that, you know, the Chicago ones. I've been on the hunt for that probably 10 years just to get a pair in my hand. So well, you know, they're out there, but I don't want to pay an arm and a leg. So I'm looking and waiting for the right moment and the right price to kind of bring one of those home. So just pairs that I really love that I'm looking for, but not necessarily every release is going to turn my head.
0: Yeah. I feel, you feel a lot of the same way. And um, you know, uh we talked a lot about soul exchange, but uh the timing the timing may work out because of the upcoming event, which I want you to give us the details on but um you know, like I said, I've known you for a long time, you know your contributions everyone knows, and if they don't now they do but you obviously have uh you know a lot of experience and uh and uh and you know history and personal and uh you know sort of more public stuff but uh uh someone might hear this before the event and hopefully learn about it if they didn't but someone's going to hear this after and i hope those those people um you know realize that uh that uh you know they can always look up soul exchange canada on instagram and uh come to the next event or uh you know look you up and find out but tell us about the uh the details of the event for uh for those of us who don't know
1: Okay so uh you know what this was a big one for for me in particular just coming back this is our first event since i think covid hit the scene 2020 our last event before that was december 2019 so we were put on hiatus whether we liked it or not and you know through through those 3 years it was always like when is it now can we is it the t- so it was just kind of navigating through that. And, you know, I won't lie at some points it was like, Whoa, is this ever going to happen? Like, you know, guys are getting bummed out. You know, we were almost at the point where it's like, Hey, let's just, let's just do a COVID event. You know, who cares if it's just, you know, two, 300 people coming out. We just wanted to do it that much for the community and for the people that we've developed these relationships with. It's, it, it's like I've uh I've always had, you know, a great bond with my past teammates from from high school and just guys that I knew over the years. But then I also developed this great bond with a new, a new set of people. And I feel like the whole sneaker culture became, you know, the guys in the culture became a part of my life. And, you know, some of them became great friends. So it was like being away from friends was tearing us apart. It's like not only the event, it's like I I can't be with my friends kind of thing. So the moment you know things cleared up, it was like, hey, it's time. You know, we 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 found the date. Mississauga was always one of our favorite areas to kind of bring the event to. So, you know, we decided to bring the first one back to Mississauga. And we're, you know, we're really excited. Some some new things that we're doing at the show. We we were able to to secure a partnership with eBay, so they'll be working with us. Uh, We'll have an authentication table for the first time, so pairs can be authenticated at the event. And I think that's always been a big one. You know, people buy, and they're not always on the fence. But every now and then, you have you, you have a couple questions, and you're not sure at least this time we feel like we have a professional in the building that can attempt to, to solve those mysteries and authenticate pairs. So we're excited for that. Uh, You know, you mentioned the sneaker auction, you know, we've already discussed it amongst ourselves. We're pumped up to kind of bring that back and kind of keep the excitement. I mean, the, the day is it's seven hours and you're there, it's, it's sneakers So we're trying to find little moments in the day where we can kind of bring some excitement to the the event and bring some excitement to the room. And I think the auction is a good way to do that and connect with everyone at the same time. So we're looking forward to bringing that back. Uh, OG uh, on Instagram, Schollard, S.S. Schollard is coming to the event. Sean is a a big name in the uh, Canadian sneaker scene, OG collector with you know some pairs that most people drool about. I know he's. I, I'm gonna hint it. I know he's bringing that pair that Virgil uh sent to him, and he's probably gonna have a, a armored guard with him. <laughs> so
0: Yeah, do
1: he's probably gonna have it in a in a in a steel box and have an armed guard walk him in. So
0: well, he's a big uh, guy. So <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: he is. A, he is a pretty big guy, uh, six seven at least. But uh, just excited to reconnect with you know even people like yourself, John. Like you said, we've we've had tons of conversations over the years, and just looking for those moments and looking forward to that again. So May thirteenth, uh, we're looking forward to you know kind of bring the culture back together or bring bring the people back together, and uh, I'm looking forward to to just reconnecting with some of the the familiar faces and familiar names.
0: Me too. I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I'm going to have a, I have a table with a couple of the homies. we got some projects planned too. So I'll be sure to share that with, uh, uh, you, you'll know about them, but I'll share that with the audience too, when, um, things take shape, but time's coming up quickly. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad I could get you on before. Thanks for giving me some time. Listeners would love to hear about what, uh, Soul exchange and everything else that you're up to and been up to and, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. And, um, Thanks a lot.
1: Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure, man. It's always good just to kind of share and, and just keep the connection going with with the people that, you know, that are a part of the culture. So always a pleasure and, and, and anytime, anytime.
0: Be sure to check out the Sneaker Dads table at Soul Exchange on Saturday, May 13th, which is being held at the Mississauga Convention Center. And that's a short drive from Pearson International Airport in Toronto. Andy from Great Ones will be there. I know a lot of the crews coming out as well as the broader community. You can find us within KickSuite Trust and eBay, who we'll be partnering with for some special content and awesome giveaways. So don't miss it. Here's what you need to know about those contests. Be sure to rock your favorite hat and sneaker combo. And if you're bringing anyone younger with you, we're running an adult kid sneaker combo contest. It doesn't have to be father-son or mother-daughter, just any adult and a kid. Looking forward to it. See you there.